0: بسم الله والصلاه والسلام على رسول الله نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه ومن والاه ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفر ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فهو المهتد ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما اللهم اجعل القرآن حجة لنا لا علينا يا كريم for this word tabarak can only be used for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it is praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It comes from the word Baraka which means goodness. Goodness and blessings. For Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, كثِيرُ Khayrat. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, His goodness is plentiful, وعظُمَت بَرَكَاتُهُ and His blessings are great. And only Allah Subhanahu wa Taala can give this barakah. For the barakah comes from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. He is the source of all barakah. He is the one that assigns things to be mubarak or not mubarak. For the Quran is mubarak because Allah Subhanahu wa Taala told us it is mubarak, and it came from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Zamzam is mubarak because Allah Subhanahu wa Taala said that it is mubarak. And al-barakah, generally speaking, is al-khayr wa-dawamuhu, Is abundance of good and its continuity. This is what barakah is. For when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala starts the surah with tabarak, this is like an introduction to the whole surah. Because the surah from the beginning to the end is all in the glorification of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Tabarak is the source of glorification. You are glorifying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we are going to see how, in the rest of the surah, how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is glorified. Tabarak biyadihi al-mulku al mulk In his hands is al-mulk. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says al mulk In his hands, we have to understand that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says بياده, It's not something figurative. I say, fulan, It's all in his hands. It's not literally in his hands, is it? Yani the matter is in his hands. But when we're talking about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is not something figurative. For when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala establishes a yad, for himself, that means this is what? Literal. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has a hand. How the power is in his hand? Allahu alam. But we establish that he has a hand. And his mulk is in his hand. How? We do not ask how. To ask how is a bidah. We do not ask how, but we establish it. This is the aqeedah of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'a. فَبِيَدِهِ الْمُلْكِ The mulk belongs to Allah, the dominion and the sovereignty. It belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the heavens and the earth and what is between them. It belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when you have a mulk of something, you have a tasarruf fihi. You can do whatever you want in this mulk of yours. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, This is al-mulk al-mutlaq. The complete mulk belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He does what he wants in his mulk. He decrees what he wants in his mulk because it is his. And none can override his decree. If Allah decrees something in his mulk, can anyone object to this? Can anyone override this? No one can do this. This is Umum. Allah is able to do everything. Allah is not incapable of doing something. Yani nothing is impossible for him and nothing misses him or skips him. The fawaid of the ayah, the points of benefit of the ayah. The first faida is evidence that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the source of all barakah. Yani a barakah which has no end and does not finish. The second faida is that there is evidence that from Allah's attributes is that he has a hand subhanahu wa ta'ala from the sifat of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that he has a hand أهل السنة. أهل السنة والجماعة, there is consensus amongst them that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has two hands and that both his hands are right and then the third faida that the mulk of everything belongs to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala The dominion, the sovereignty belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The absolute mulk. Sometimes the insan, he has mulk of something. He has the mulk of his car or he has the mulk of his house, for example. But we said that the mulk of the insan is not complete mulk. For, For example, they do not own everything. They cannot have mulk of the whole world. And even in the mulk that they have, they do not have complete control over it. For Matharan Allah ta'ala has given you this wealth and He has forbidden for you that you waste your wealth. You cannot spend it in any way that you want. But this is not complete mulk. And then the fourth Fa'idah. قدير, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is able to do all things because subhanahu wa ta'ala he has kamal al-qudra his qudra is complete for the insan also has a qudra but their qudra is not complete and many times they want to do something and they are diverted from doing this thing for only the qudra of Allah is complete whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to do he does subhanahu wa ta'ala and nothing can override him and subhanallah he is not afflicted in any way with a ajz al-ajz is the incapacity to do something and then the fifth and final faida that there is a refutation to the the Qadariyah. The Qadiriya. They said that the al al-ibād are not under the qadr of Allah subhanahu wa taala. They are independent. He said, "Wahā ala kulli shayin qadir." Meaning, this is a red on them. Meaning, the qadr of the insan falls under the qadr of Allah subhanahu wa taala. Wahā ala kulli shayin qadir. Tabarak al-Lāhi biyadhil mulk. Wahā ala kulli shayin qadir. الذي خلق الموت والحياة ليبلوكم أيكم أحسن عملا وهو العزيز الغفور For this now it demonstrates Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mulk and his qudra He demonstrates his mulk, his sovereignty and his dominion over all things. And he demonstrates his qudra, how he is able to do all things. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he created al-mawt wal-hayat. This is from his qudra that he creates, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And from the things that he created is al-mawt wal-hayat, death and life. For he brought them into existence and he decreed that the creation will be made to die and then they will be brought to life. And then they'll be made to die again. And then they'll be brought to life again. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says in Surah Al-Baqarah, كَيْفَ تَكْفُرُونَ بِاللَّهِ وَكُنتُمْ أَمْوَاتًا فَأَحْيَاكُمْ ثُمَّ يُمِيتُكُمْ ثُمَّ يُحْيِيكُمْ ثُمَّ إِلَيْهِ تُرْجَعُونَ So before the insan existed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala called this a state of death. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bring them to life. This is the life that we're living now. Then you will die. This is when your Qiyamah will rise, the Qiyamah of every individual. And Then he will bring you back to life. Yom al Qiyamah for the bahth and for the Hashar and for the Hisab. For this is why Allah Subhanahu wa Taala He mentioned death before life. This is why Allah Subhanahu wa Taala mentioned al Maut qabl al Hayat because the insan before they were alive, they were preceded by a period of death when they did not exist. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala called this death. And also, as the Shaykh Rahimahullah said, when you think about death first, it improves your amal it should improve your amal when you think that you are going to die and you think how short you have fallen in the rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it should drive you to be better when you think about death Why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala create the death and the life? It is And this test is لِيَبْلُوَكُمْ so that Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala will say which one of you is the best in deeds. For so Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala He did not say He said because this is what Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala looks at. He looks at and he does not look at You can have amal the size of Jabal Tihama. But if they are not done sincerely for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they do not comply with the sunnah of the Prophet then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not accept them. And this is as Al-Fudayl ibn Iyad, the famous scholar, when he was asked about this ayah, what does ahsanu mean? What is amal which is hasan? He said, akhlasuhu wa aswabuhu, the one which is the most sincere and the most compliant to the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa Wa huwa al al Allah is the Aziz. He is the Almighty, Subhanahu wa Taala. Nothing can overcome him, and nothing can overpower him, Subhanahu wa Taala, because He is al Aziz, and He is Al-Ghafur as well, and He is the one who pardons the sins, and He is the one who overlooks the sins, and He is the one who conceals the sins. Why did Allah Subhanahu wa Taala join between these two names? When you think of the insan, when they become mighty and powerful, do they have a tendency to forgive if someone does wrong to them? They don't have that tendency at all, the insan. But this goes to show that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives, it's because he is the Almighty, he's maintaining his might and his power, and despite his might and his power, he can still forgive subhanahu wa ta'ala. For he's not forgiving from a position of weakness. Sometimes, subhanahu wa ta'ala, someone does wrong to you, and you say, Allah gharib, what can I do? May Allah forgive them. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is forgiving from a position of strength and power, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then the fawaid and the ahkam of this ayah, al-fa'idah, al-ula, the first fa'idah, that from the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is he is al-khaliq who creates and that he created life and death. And he is the one who causes them. For this refutes those who claim that death is a state of nothingness. They say that death is a state of nothingness. How can it be created? For this refutes them. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said he created the death and he created the life. And then the second fa'ida, the wisdom in creating life and death. It is an li ليبلوكم, to see who is the best in deeds. This is the wisdom why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created life and death. And then the third faidah, what is important is the quality of the deeds. kathratulamal. The quality of the deeds and not the quantity of the deeds. And we said that the quality of deeds is based on sincerity to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and compliance to the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu One cannot exist without the other. Both of those conditions have to exist. And then the fourth fa'idah, the ranking of people according to their deeds. Yani not all people, not all Muslims are on the same level. Yawm al Qiyamah, they are not all on the same level. Some will be very high in their rank, some will be somewhere yani, in the middle, and some will be below them. All of this according to their deeds and the husn of their amal, how much quality there was in their amal. For subhanAllah, you will see some people who have so many hasanat. Because they combined between this sincerity and between this conformance to the sunnah of the Prophet And others maybe not so much because their sincerity was lacking. And maybe their compliance was lacking. And those even below them where maybe the sincerity was lacking even more. And the compliance was lacking even more. For not all people are on the same level. For this is the test. People will have different results of this test. Five. From the names of Allah is Al-Aziz and al Ghafur, And that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives while maintaining his Izzah. His might and his power, he does not forgive because he is incapable or humiliated. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he said in Surah Al Ma'idah: If you punish them, they are your ibad. You can do whatever you want with them. But if you forgive them, you are al-Aziz and you can forgive. And you are Hakim. You are wise. You know the ones who are deserving of being forgiven. الذي خلق سبع سماوات طباقا ما ترى في خلق الرحمن من تفاوت فرجع البصر هل ترى من فطور ثم ارجع البصر كرتين ينقلب إليك البصر خاسئا وهو حسير Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is continuing the mention of his mulk and his qudra in the first ayah. And from his mulk and his qudra is that he created the heavens. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is able to do all things. And from one of his greatest creations is the creation of the heavens. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says, sab'a He is the one who created سَبْعَ Seven heavens. How did he create them? Tibaqa. They are levels. One on top of another. Tibaqa. This is a sifa, This is a description of the sāmā, how He created them. They are طبقا layers, one above the other, and none knows their expanse except Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. For there is a hadith, but the hadith is mawquf that Ibn Mas'ud, he narrates that the Prophet said بين كل سماء وسماء 500 عام between each sāmā and the next sāmā is a distance of five hundred years. الذي خلق سبع سماوات طبقا ما ترى أنت ما ترى you will not see. And this is addressing everyone. Everyone whom it is appropriate for them to be addressed. فَالْإِنسَانَ وَالْجِنَ They are being addressed. Every one of them. مَا تَرَى فِي خَلْقِ الرحمن مِن تفاوت. You do not see in the creation of Al-Rahman tafawut. There's no disproportion, there's no inconsistency, there's no disturbance, there's no flaws, there's no openings, there's no weaknesses. In the Sama, you look at the Sama, there's iḥkam and قوة in the creation of the heavens. As we'll come to see, keep on looking over and over, you're not going to see any flaws in the sky. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, saba He created the seven heavens, layers. Then he says, tara fi the asal is supposed to be فيهن, referring to what? The samaa. But instead of فيهن, what did he say? He said and this goes to show the enormity and the importance and the greatness of the heavens. Because anything which is attributed to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it goes to show its importance. Baytullah the Kaaba is associated with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it means it shows its greatness. Naqatullah the camel of Allah in the story of Salih alayhi salam. The naqa was from Allah. It goes to show that Allah put a great importance on this naqa. But when he says, Rahman, ma tara fi He goes to show what? The importance of... The creation of the heavens, because it is attributed to Allah subhanahu wa taala, and it also shows why they are perfect. Why are they perfect? Because they are the khalq of ar rahman They are the khalq of Allah subhanahu wa taala. That's why they are perfect. And if they were the creation of anyone else, then they would not be perfect. sab'a ma tara fi rahman min Return your eyes back to the sky again. Hal tara Can you see any flaws, any cracks? Any openings in the sky? This is in the dunya. In Surah al Infitar. In Amma, what did we say? Idhassama'u. In Fatarat, al Qiyamah, it will be split open, the sky. But in this dunya, you will not see a single split because of the perfection of their creation. Hal Taramin Futur, this is a rhetorical question. When you look at the sky, Hal Taramin Futur, can you see any cracks in the sky? And the obvious answer is no, you will not be able to see any cracks in the sky because of the perfection of his creation. ثُمَّ عَرْجِعِ الْبَصَرَ كَرَّتَيْنِ يَنْقَلِبْ إِلَيْكَ الْبَصَرُ خَاسِئًا وَهُوَ حَسِيرٌ And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says ثُمَّ عَرْجِعِ الْبَصَرَ كَرَّتَيْنِ Return the basar, yani your sight back to the heavens. كَرَّتَيْنِ if It doesn't mean كَرَّتَيْنِ just twice. It's not yani restricted to just two looks, but multiple looks. That's what Allah subhanahu wa is saying. Yani repeatedly look at the sky. ثُمَّ رجع البصر كرتين ينقلب. Your basar will return back to you. In what state will it return back to you? Khasi'an, huwa hasir. Khasi'an, yani humble and weary and tired from trying to look for flaws in the sky. No matter how much you try and look. And if you get a telescope, you will not be able to find any flaws in the sky, any cracks or any any gaps in the sky. And Hasir. Hasir, yani frustrated at not finding what he was looking for and yani it's trying to look for flaws and gaps in the sky and it's looking and looking and looking and he will not be able to find anything and then the fawa'id from these two ayah. Which we'll take these two ayah together because they're joined in meaning but the first fa'idah that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the creator of the heavens and that they are seven in number and they are one above another the second fa'idah that there are no futur there are no splits or cracks because of the perfection of the creation of the heavens and then the sheikh he said if the malaika ascend and descend How do they ascend and descend from the heavens? This implies what? That there should be cracks in there. There should be openings in the sky. If the angels can ascend and descend from the heavens. And then he said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made for them ma'arij. We're going to take this inshallah in surah al-Ma'arij. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made for them ma'arij in which they can ascend and descend without compromising the perfection of the creation of the heavens. This is how we join between the evidences, between the adillah. The third faida an encouragement to look at the heavens consistently and to ponder over their strength and perfection. And this draws you closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the one who created them. But when you look at the ayat of Allah, whatever they may be, whether they are the heavens or the earth, this should draw you closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We're not like the people who these things just pass them by and we do not take a ibrah in them, we do not take a lesson in them. The fourth fa'idah, that no matter how many times you look or how you look, you will never find any flaws in the heavens. And then the fifth fa'idah, the creation of the heavens and what it contains from the sun, the moon and the stars are from the effects of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy. How do we derive this from the ayah? They are from the mercy of Allah. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what did he say? That means the khalq of the samawat and earth are from the rahmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then the sixth fa'ida, that there is a refutation to the jibriya. First ayah was a refutation to the qadariyah. This one is a refutation to the jibriyah since Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered the slave to look at the heavens. He established that they have a choice in their actions. When he says, look at the heavens, will everyone look at the heavens? And will everyone take a lesson from looking at the heavens? Not everyone will look at the heavens. But this goes to show what? That the insan, they have a choice in their af'al. Jazakumullah khair. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika. Shadwallah ilaha Astaghfiruka wa